Well, hello, People's Church. Good to see you today in God's house, and it is a exciting day. I just baptized my two oldest boys, so I am pumped up about that, and God is just good. Hey, let me welcome those watching online around the world. Really glad to have have you connecting with us via the internet, and trust the Lord will bless you today uh, as you just connect with us uh, at our online experience right now. At our Midwest City campus, we're pumped up what the Lord is doing in Midwest City. As a matter of fact, the wall is going down uh, that's separating it from a $400 seat auditorium to 700 seats. The wall's going down this week. It's not going to be completed. We have another five or six weeks worth of work that is getting done to expand the auditorium to 700 seats and get all the screens up and the lights and the sound, but it is moving along quickly. We're on pace to move in the second week of August or so, and so we're praising God for that, and uh, I'm excited about uh, all that God is doing in our church, and next Sunday is going to be really special for our church family. It's Freedom Sunday, and we're going to be partaking in communion together as a church family, and how many of you thank God for the blood? Come on, come on. How many of you thank God for his body that was broken for us? So next week in Freedom Sunday, going to be an awesome time as a church family, and today I want to talk to you about what is the big deal about baptism. What's the big deal? I got baptized when I was a kid. I grew up uh, going to to church periodically. Our family went went to church, and uh, as a kid, I got baptized. I don't really remember a whole lot about it. I grew up there, and we woke up Oklahoma, and I remember kind of my mom and dad a little bit talking to me. I remember my my grandma. I remember her. She wanted me to get baptized. My grandmother, she was a devoted follower of Jesus Christ. My grandma Mary, she passed away several years ago. But, man, she was a devoted follower of Christ. And as I think back about it, I, I got baptized to, to please my parents. I got baptized for uh, to please my, my grandmother. And you have to understand, you know, when you ask a kid to get baptized, oftentimes parents, if they're not careful, the baptism is for them instead of for the kid. And, the, listen, baptism is about a kid giving their life to Jesus Christ and, and making a decision to obey Jesus and getting baptized in water. And so when I recommitted my life, I really got sold out to Jesus Christ my senior year in high school, man. I just sold out to the Lord, gave him my heart, man. And and so I got baptized like a week later on Meccasuke Street in the church on Meccasuke Street. I got baptized, man. And this was a big deal for me. It was huge because, I mean, I was an athlete and I was a student, a council president. I was I was a captain on the football team. I was respected. And, and here this guy is. I give my life to Jesus at a football locker room, and now a week later, I'm getting baptized in water, and this athlete's getting baptized in front of in front of everybody. It was a big moment in my life when I just committed fully to Jesus Christ. It was a big deal. I still remember it was a big deal my senior year in high school to get baptized in water. And here's what I want you to know: it shouldn't just be a big deal for me. It's a big deal for you. It is a big deal to get baptized in water. And you say, well, Pastor, what's the big deal about being baptized? Well, I want to give you five reasons baptism is a big deal. Number one is this. Baptism is how we go public for God. You see, you can give your life to Jesus in private. You can give your life to Jesus driving in a car. You can give your life to Jesus while you're at work. You can give your life to Jesus while you're at home. 
But you have to understand that though you can make that decision privately, as soon as you give your life to Jesus Christ, the Bible commands us that the first step of discipleship, discipleship simply means to follow Jesus Christ. The first step of of being a disciple is to be baptized in water, is to go public with your faith. Let me show you this in the scriptures in Matthew chapter 28 and verse number 19. It says, therefore. Therefore, go and make disciples or followers of Jesus. And this can happen in private. As the disciples went out and, and preached to the crowds, to the masses, people gave their life to Jesus. They could do it sitting at a crusade setting. They could have done it in the temple, made a decision to follow Jesus Christ. And they're hearing the teaching and they're growing in their faith. And that can happen privately. But it, then it goes on to say, making, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. That, that's public. You can make a decision to follow Jesus privately, but, but after that it says baptizing them. And that word baptize literally means to immerse, to immerse in water. Not, not, not sprinkle, not throw a little water on your chest. It means literally to immerse in water. So when we baptize people at People's Church, we, we immerse them all the way under the water. It says baptizing them, go public Go public, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. As I was kind of going over my notes yesterday and just kind of uh, looking over this message again, it just jumped out at me how the Bible says after you you make them, go, go and make disciples that it says to baptize them. And it says, talks about baptizing before it talks about teaching them. To obey the word. You see, the first thing the Bible says after baptism, or excuse me, after salvation, is to baptize, get baptized in water. Then verse 20, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded them. Notice this. You get saved, then you get baptized. You get saved, then you get baptized. That is the command in the word of God, to go public with our faith. And here's what you have to understand. Going public with our faith is important to God. God isn't interested in us being closet Christians. God doesn't want us to, to, to talk about God in private in our home and then to deny him in public, to ignore him in public, to diss him in public. God is not interested in that kind of Christianity where, where we got a private Christianity, but in public we, we don't have anything to do with God. Matter of fact, Jesus talks about this in Matthew chapter 10 and verse number 32. It says, therefore, whoever confesses me before men. Him will I also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, they 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 don't go public. They 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 talk about me in private, but in public before people, they they just deny me. They ignore me. He says, "Who he denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in." heaven. I want you to notice that Jesus isn't interested in us having a private Christianity. And so after we give our life to Jesus, the commandment is this, be water baptized, go public with your faith. It's important to God. It's a big deal. There's a second thing that I want you to see of why baptism is a big deal. Baptism identifies us with Christ. It identifies us as a follower of Jesus Christ. It says to God, it says to us, it says to the entire world that we belong to Jesus. It's like soldiers in the armed forces. 
when they enlist, when they sign up to be in the armed forces, they go through training, through basic training, go through this training, and after they finish the training, they get a uniform. Some get badges. They, they get the uniform, and the uniform identifies them as, I'm a part of the armed forces. I belong to the armed forces. I, I, I've made a decision, and I follow through with this decision. And, and now that I've made this decision and, and I follow through with this decision, I'm wearing this, and it's identifying me. And you could sometimes go to the airport, go walk around, and you'll see people that are in the armed force. They, they have the uniform on, and you identify them. You are in the armed forces. Now, don't, don't be confused, because someone could put on that same uniform, but that doesn't make them a soldier. See, putting on the uniform doesn't make you a soldier. It's making the decision and following through on that decision that makes you a, a soldier in the in the armed forces. So, so you have to. That, that's very important for you to understand. There's something that's happened inside of that soldier because of the price they've paid and what they've done and followed through on this commitment. And they put it on, and now they're identified as a soldier. It's kind of like my wife and I when we got married 15 years ago in December. She held this ring, this very ring, and we made a covenant before God, and she put this ring on my finger, and I put a ring on her finger. And it identifies, this ring identifies that I belong to Tiffany. Her ring identifies that she belongs to me. And about 9.30 every night, I remind her of that. Amen. Glory to God. And, and, uh, it, it remind it remind it remind it reminds I'm just playing church I'm just playing but it remind it reminds us that we belong to each other now now can you imagine can you can you imagine can you imagine what it would be like if every day when I left home I took my ring off and when I got home I put it back on I said, baby you know we're married I wear this when I'm at the house now how many of you know we're gonna have marriage problems if that's how I operate my marriage. Because this ring, this ring identifies that I'm taken. I'm married. I, I belong. It identifies me that I belong to Tiffany. And I wear this with pride because I love my wife. She's the apple of my eye. She's the barbecue sauce on my ribs. She's the, the jelly on my toast, the hot sauce on my chitlins, the gravy on my biscuits. And so I wear this. I wear this because I, I love my wife and I want to be identified with her. And now, now what would it be like for a person to say, I love Jesus, but I'm not going to go public. I'm, I'm not going to get baptized. No, no, no. That, that baptism is important because it identifies that we belong to Jesus Christ. Now, don't get don't, 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 don't misunderstand what I'm saying, because baptism happens after you give your life to Jesus. If you get baptized just because you go under the water doesn't mean you belong to Jesus because you can be a dry sinner and get dunked and come up a wet sinner. Please hear me. So the water, just like putting on the soldier outfit, doesn't make you a soldier. There's a decision you got to make first, and putting on a ring doesn't make you married. My wife and I made a covenant with each other. This ring just identifies that covenant that we made before God. And so you make a covenant before God, and then you get baptized in water. It identifies us with Christ. Also, baptism identifies our new life in Christ. It identifies our new life in Christ. Listen, baptism symbolizes a watery grave. You see, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become 
new. And, and baptism is a symbol. It's, it identifies this. It shows clearly how all things have become new. Matter of fact, the scripture says this in Romans chapter 6 and verse number 4. It says, we were therefore buried with him, with Jesus, through baptism into death. Into that, what, what, what died? What, what, what's this thing talking about when you get baptized into death? Well, the old man dies. The old nature dies. It goes on to say, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And baptism, it symbolizes this new life we have in Jesus Christ. You see, when we go under the water, it's a watery grave, and it's a picture of what's taking place inside of our hearts. When we gave our life to Jesus Christ, old things passed away. Behold, all things became new. The Holy Spirit took up residence inside of us. Now we're children of God. Now we're, now, now we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And when you get baptized in water, oh, it's showing that picture. Old things have passed away. It's died under that water. It's under the water. And you come Come out of the water and you are now living a new life in Jesus Christ. And it's a picture of the new life you have in Jesus Christ. See, water baptism, it's a watery grave. And it identifies the new life we have in Jesus Christ. Water baptism, it's a big deal because it identifies us with Christ. Number three is this is a third reason baptism is a big deal. Number three is baptism humbles us before God. It humbles us before God. Let's look at when Jesus got baptized. In Matthew chapter 3 and verse number 13, it says, Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. That's important you catch that. He was going to be baptized by John, who was a sinner. John was not perfect. He was imperfect. And verse 14 says, but John tried to talk him out of it. John tried to talk Jesus out of getting baptized. And there have been people that have tried to talk you out of getting baptized. Some of you have tried to talk yourself out of getting baptized. And he goes on to say, John says to Jesus, I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? And Jesus could have said, you're right. I'm perfect, you're imperfect. I'm righteous, you're a sinner. I got it together, you don't. Why are you going to baptize me? You can't baptize me. Boy, let me baptize you. I'm the one. I'm Jesus. I'm the son of God. I'm the king of glory. But, but that wasn't Jesus' response at all. Matter of fact, here's what Jesus said to, to John in verse 15. But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all. Everybody shout all. I want you to catch that. We must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. Jesus said, listen, everything that God requires, we need to carry it out. Some translation says to fulfill all righteousness. We need to do what's right in the eyes of God. We need to do all that God commands us to do. And so Jesus, he humbled himself before God. We're talking the Son of God, the, the, the perfect, the, the, the Lamb of God, the one who had never sinned. He humbled himself before God and he allowed John, a sinner, someone who was imperfect, to baptize him that he would obey his Father and fulfill all righteousness and all that God requires. And some of you have talked yourself out of getting baptized because of pride. Pastor, don't you know that I'm, I'm important? Don't you know who? Who I am and 
I'm a pretty important person in this church or in the community, in my neighborhood. I'm, I'm important, and I can't, can't let people see me get baptized. Pride. Pride. Pastor, I got a pretty good job. Don't you know I oversee people? I'm a manager. People respect me. I make a good living. And, you know, some of my employees, some of my coworkers go to church, and they can't see me get baptized. Pride. Pride. Pastor, people will stare at me if I get baptized. They'll just, I, don't, I don't want people staring at me. Now, when did baptism become all about you? And it's about honoring Jesus and glorifying him. But, but people will stare at me and, and, and they'll look at me, pride. Pastor, Pastor, don't you know I just got my hair did on Friday? And I, it cost me $80 to get my hair did. And I, I can't mess up my hair. Pride, pride. Pastor, I got my makeup all together this morning. My makeup's looking good. I can't get baptized. Pastor, you know, I got, I got my girlfriend with me, and I got my smell good on. I put some nice cologne on. I'm feeling good and fly. I'm planning on going outside afterwards and eating a hamburger with my girl smelling good. I can't get no baptized today. Pride. Pride. Pastor, you know, I, I don't even like water. That's why some of y'all smell, amen. That's the problem. You don't like water. Pastor, I don't even like water. I can't swim. I can't get in no pool and get baptized. And listen, you have to understand, in people's church, we're not going to let you die. I mean, we just hold you under the water for about 90 seconds. About 90 seconds. Now, you might come up coughing, choking a little bit, but we won't let you die. I'm just playing, folks. Loosen up. We just put you under the water and pick, pick you back up. You don't have to learn how to swim. So if you, if you don't get baptized, it's, it's, it's pride. Here's probably the number one reason I hear why people don't get baptized, Christians. Well, Pastor, you know, I've been serving God for years. And people respect me and they think I'm a tour and I love God. And I've been coming to this church for several years. I've been going to church for years and, and I just never have been baptized. And what will people think about me, who's supposed to be Mr. Mature, who's supposed to be Miss Mature? What will they think about me if I get baptized? People will know that I've never been baptized. Pride. Pride. And Jesus, the Son of God, he humbled himself, the perfect Lamb of God. He humbled himself before his heavenly Father because baptism, it humbles us before God. And he was baptized in water. James says it like this in James chapter 4 and verse number 10. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. And so many Christians miss God's lifting up process because they won't get involved in his humbling down process. And some of you want God to lift you up. You want God to elevate you. But you'll never experience his lifting up until you humble down. And baptism, it's... The first step in the discipleship process of humbling ourselves before our heavenly father and obeying his word. There's a fourth reason. Baptism, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. I know some of you thought, you know, you've been saved a long time. You heard I was preaching on baptism. You're like, oh, gee. It's a big deal. This is serious stuff in the Christian faith. 
Number four is this. Number four is this. Baptism is key to experiencing God's blessings. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. It's key to experiencing God's blessings. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 16 says this. After his baptism, talking about Jesus, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened. I could do an entire series right there. The heavens were opened. Wow. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. Jesus was obedient to his heavenly Father and got baptized and experienced an open heaven. And there's nothing as your pastor that I want more for your life than for you to live and to experience an open heaven. You see, living under an open heaven means that God is able to pour out his blessings on your life. And the heavens were open and God poured out the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit fell upon Jesus like like a dove, the Bible says. God is able to pour out his blessings upon your life. And friends, obedience to God's word is key to God pouring out his blessings on your life. This is a principle you find all throughout scripture. Don't miss this. It's a principle all throughout the Bible, Old and New Testament. Blessings follow obedience. I'm going to say that again. Blessings follow obedience. The problem with so many is they get it twisted. And they want to believe that blessings follow however I want to live. But that's not in the Bible. Blessings, the open heaven follows obedience to God's word. It's all through. I mean, I could just give you scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture. When God says, if you do this... I'll do that. Blessings follow obedience. Isaiah, here's one example. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the best from the land. God says, listen, if you will be obedient, I will bless you. And listen, listen, here's what I don't want for you. Here's what I don't want. I don't want you to forfeit God's blessings by living in disobedience. I don't want you to miss out on an open heaven by living in disobedience. And the first thing that God asks us to do after salvation is to be baptized in water. And Jesus was baptized in water. And the first thing scripture says, and there was an open heaven. Number five is this. Number five is this. I want you to see a fifth reason why baptism is a big deal. Number five is baptism pleases God. Baptism pleases God. It says in Matthew chapter 3, verse 17 about Jesus when he was baptized. It says, and a voice from heaven said, this is God the Father talking. He says, this is my son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. In other words, God the Father looked down from heaven and said, Jesus, I'm proud of you. I'm pleased with you because you got baptized in water. And all of us, all of us should desire our Heavenly Father to say, Son, I'm pleased with you because you were baptized in water. Daughter, I am pleased with you. Matter of fact, as many of you get baptized today, some of you came to church, didn't even realize you were going to get baptized today, but we're having spontaneous baptisms today. I'll talk to you a little bit more about that. And today, God the Father is going to say, Child, I'm proud of you. I'm pleased that you were baptized in water today. 
And I, I want you to catch this. This is so important. As I, as I, as I studied this message and just kind of studied the scriptures, it's, it's really interesting that the early church understood the importance of baptism and, and how it pleases God. Matter of fact, in the early church, you would rarely find, it would be a rare occasion to find an unbaptized follower of God. I mean, it would be a rarity. I mean, you wouldn't walk around in the early church days and find an unbaptized follower of Jesus Christ. It just didn't happen. When they gave their life to Jesus, they got baptized in water. They pleased God. And once again, for time's sake, I'm not going to read every scripture to you. But I could read so many scriptures about they were saved and they were baptized. But let me share a few with you today. Because I want you to see how the early church put an emphasis on baptism because it pleases God. Acts chapter 2 and verse 41 says, those who accepted his message, this is at the day of Pentecost, Peter is preaching. It says, those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Everybody shout that day. That day. I want you to catch that. They heard the message, they believed the message, and they were baptized. They were baptized that day. Because you would rarely find an unbaptized follower of Jesus Christ in the early church. It, it just didn't happen. Acts chapter 8, and verse number 12, it says, But when they believed Philip, the evangelist, when they, they believed Philip as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized. I mean, they, they believed and they were baptized both men and women. Verse 13, Simon, who was a sorcerer, himself believed. He believed and what? And was baptized. And he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. They believed and they were baptized because in the early church, you would rarely meet someone that would say, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And they weren't baptized. In water. Acts chapter 9 and verse number 18. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes. He could see again. He got up and was baptized. This is Saul of Tarsus who became the apostle Paul who wrote about two-thirds of the New Testament. And, and the Bible says this. If you don't know this encounter that he had in the book of Acts, he had an encounter where, where, where he was killing Christians. He was persecuting the church. And he had an encounter where Jesus came and, 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 and had an, an audible voice rebuked him. And Paul, Paul, his eyes were blinded with these scales. And the Bible says that just a couple of days later, when the scales fell off his eyes, Paul had given his life to Jesus Christ. Notice this. The Bible says, what, what happened? He was baptized. That's what they did in the early church. He was baptized because you would rarely in the early church meet an unbaptized follower of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 16, verse number 31. They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately, everybody shout immediately. Immediately, he and his whole, his family all were baptized immediately because you would rarely meet an unbaptized follower of Jesus Christ. They were saved and they were baptized. Acts chapter 18 and verse 8, Crispus, the synagogue ruler, and his entire household believed in the Lord. And many of the Corinthians who heard him believed and were baptized. Because they understood the importance of baptism. It pleases God. And you would rarely meet an unbaptized follower of Jesus Christ. 
And there are scores of you today that need to make that decision to get baptized in water. And we've got it all ready for you today as you make that decision to go public for Jesus Christ. We've got shorts prepared, prepared, prepared for you. We've got some shorts. We've got a T-shirt. We've got a towel ready for you. We've got some flip-flops ready. Because some of you say, it's hot outside, Pastor. I don't want my feet to burn. Well, they won't. We've got flip-flops. And you can keep them. So if you have athlete's foot, we don't want your, we don't, I don't want your, we don't want your athlete's feet. We don't want your flip-flops back. Keep them. It's a gift from the church. Amen. But we removed every excuse. We got a two tents set up outside. Two tents, two tents. A man, one for men, one for women with private changing areas. Because we know some of you are like, you don't like the football locker room feel. So that's all right. Private area. Like four stalls in the tents outside that you can change. We've got somebody to watch your stuff for you. We got it all organized. Because baptism is important to God. And as your pastor, I want you to humble yourself before God. Walk in his blessings. Please your Heavenly Father and be baptized in water.